When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, Grant. Hi, how are you? Oh, my gosh. We're just catching up here in the studio. Yeah, okay. We're right in the middle of a big philosophical question. <laughs> there you go. And we're like, oh, yeah, we got a radio show to do. There's we one of those. Oh, six or five or whatever it, it is. And mm-hmm. the air quality is bad. Garbage. Again. Yes. Have we ever had a summer no. like this? No. Uh-uh. Never. I no. mean, I am driving back from Edina this morning, you know, about 11. And right about at 46, you can't even see downtown. Really? You can't. You can just oh, see I the outline okay. of the wow. buildings. And I'm like, holy crap. And mm-hmm. what it, all, it makes me for a second think, oh, Marine... Marine layer. Yeah, exactly. LA, like, that'll, know, that'll go away sure, by 11 it'll o'clock. Burn off. It'll yeah. burn off yeah. by noon. Yeah. And then I realize, oh, yeah, my phone beeped at me and said air quality is bad again in yeah. the Twin City. I didn't get that beep. Julia. Well, I'm, here's the deal. We've never really had this before. This no. for, from our sisters and family that is in Bozeman, Montana. They have been dealing with this for years. Yeah, and they are having a weird, different summer like old Bozeman where it's rainy and in the 50s. Oh, no. They've had the coldest June. Oh, no. Like back in the olden days. Yeah. And so they're not getting it there. I don't care there. what anyone tells you about those mountain towns. June is part of spring. Yeah. Oh, it's still spring. And their <laughs> spring, their spring is very, very yeah. cold. Uh-huh. But um, they have snow in the mountains. I mean, it has been something. But we're getting all that smoke here, which usually goes over on the West Coast. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because has your mom complained at all in Seattle? Uh, they've had rain. They've yeah. had a, a rainy summer, wow. and um, we've had a pretty good. You know, one but they've also there. had fires in eastern Washington. It's just you know, I don't know. I, I yeah. Lori's like, you can't go outside tonight. Well, I, I feel strongly when you get those air quality things, you know, mm-hmm. like, ex- well, if for My sure if you have asthma, it. of course, or if a little you have, child, kids. Yeah, because it is like an hour outside in this kind of air quality is like the equivalent of smoking like 10 cigarettes. Well, I'll be down. Really? That much. Oh, I thought it was sex. And I thought it was in a night. <laughs> no, no. Are Go you sure? with my exaggeration of well, tennis. I don't want to because I'm hour. playing tennis outside okay. tonight and I'm not canceling. Okay, can you wear a mask? Sure. Yes. I did that. That was so much fun. That was we fun. Yeah. During COVID, and we'd play tennis indoors, and yeah. we'd wear a mask, and then under our mask, yeah. we would wear this plastic rubber thing that would keep our mask From, off of our yes, face. Yes, so it wouldn't be quite tight. I remember doing that at, at, at yeah. lifetime. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, what yeah. we... And now, it was very difficult... Um, it was very difficult to breathe. 
Yeah, I, that's when I found myself easing into more gentle classes that didn't require so much cardio because yes. it's so difficult to breathe. breathe. Yes. I'm not liking this. I'm not liking it. I have, though, firmly moved into the realm of um, gentle exercise. But Pilates, is, if that's what you're calling that, that is a hardcore core workout every day that yeah, you do. It is. I, it is hardcore. Hey, Julia, I am it is pleased it. with the machine it making is. my body pull in directions that it normally would say <laughs> no to. The reformer is the bomb. I did this 10 years ago and then got out of the habit. And and now, you know, and like we bomb. do the chair yep. and this trampoline thing. And I feel like every once in a while I could, I'm in the circus when I put my feet, my legs over the bars. <laughs> and then the round thing that you squeeze your the arms skull, and legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I am feeling you like I, I have whittled away my Panier d'Amour on my sides. Which is side fat translated. It. It's sides of love, the yeah. Panier d'Amour, because... I'm about as flexible as a brick. Oh, really? Okay, I a would cement not... brick. But you're more, you can do the cross your legs and go all the way down and sit on your bum and you can get all the way up. I can. I can that do that. to me. I can't do that. I'm like, what muscles am I supposed to use? <laughs> my friends were perching me on a pillow at the cabin. I'm like, well, where am I supposed to start? Where do I feel it? Have you been still doing your flamingo? I, yeah, I'm doing my balancing thing. Yeah. I started my... Um, Everyone should flamingos like at least thirty seconds a day. Everybody, just you know, you know how like people are always like, "Hey, you can exercise when you're working out or whatever." But I mean, just a balancing of just standing on one leg with your, you know, just like a flamingo would, with your hands in like a prayer position and one leg up. Or if you're having trouble balancing, you can hold your ears. That helps you balance, or you can put your arms out to the side. That helps you balance. I've been trying to do this while blow drying my hair and tipping over frequently. <laughs> well, that's maybe too many things you're doing, but like just stand for 30 seconds like and just test. work on your balance. There you go. It's just a good thing. But anyway. Um, anyway. But yeah, very difficult to stand on one leg and then try and multitask. That's what I was doing. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> not going to work. Well, there we go. You know, the internet is losing its mind Over right what? now. No, I love how you always tell us what the internet is. Oh, yeah. It is, What's but the internet today? is losing its mind over Ryan Seacrest mm-hmm. uh, taking over for Pat Sajak for once. I think the it's blind great. item on uh, that ran away a couple weeks, like within forty-eight hours of Pat Sajak it resigning. One. It was like, he is the number one pick. He's going to be offered the job. And so people are either for it or against it. Do you think when he left, Ryan and Kelly, or Kelly and Ryan, did did his agents already knew that this was potentially in the works, do you think? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Although Ryan was filling in um, for Mark today. Well, that doesn't matter. Because Mark is filming... Riverdale mm-hmm. is wrapping up. But I'm just saying, you know, he's he's the number one villain. I like him. I like him for this. I, yeah, I, I do too. Mm-hmm. Grant is sick about it. Yeah. He represents and, the other half. Of the and, and I know people who are thrilled about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I am just, uh, we'll see. I'll give him a shot. I'm, just, I'm, like a, big, a, I'm a big wheel, wheel guy. I'm a big you know, wheel guy. It's wordle, wordle, f- wordle in a phrase. Yeah. Except for you cannot help it when you hit that damn bankruptcy well, spin yeah. and it goes, woo. Although I do agree with the internet that Ryan Seacrest taking over for wheel 
of fortune is not worthy of a breaking news alert in any way, shape, or form on any website whatsoever. Well, there was something good to, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. But, like, fine. I'm just, you know, like, I don't think it's, like, a breaking news on anything other than entertainment sites. You know? Thank you, that's it. That's yeah. the bankruptcy. That's it, and you see these people, and they get it built up, and they just have one more time because they know the answer, but they're going for one more spin. Right. And then they hit the bankruptcy, and it's like, Oh, at least it, it's not getting dragged out like Jeopardy was. Right. Oh, yeah. long Jeopardy, yeah, Jeopardy fatigue. And oh. they don't even have really anybody anymore, do they? Well, they have Ma- 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 Mayam, Bialik. Say that word again. Mayam, Mayam. Mayam, Bialik. Yeah. And the other guy, Ken Jennings. Jennings. But I mean, they divided into, I just, that whole thing went on forever. Forever. We banned it. Well, we wouldn't even talk about it. Ever. You definitely did. But isn't this sound right here one of the most, like, just remember? Oh, I love it. Like, you can just go back mm-hmm. to any six, 70s, 80s, and you're yeah, just going to go be in your kitchen, is. getting ready yeah. for dinner as that goes out. Oh, I just. Are you good at that game, guessing? Very good. I I would say, I would humble brag. I, yeah. I do, I, and I argue that as an audience member, I know that it's a lot easier sitting in the audience than it is on stage, but the fact that we don't get to see the screen like they do the entire time, and yet I find myself getting the puzzles before them. Well, I oh. want you to sincerely try out the next time they have tryouts I do, too, because didn't they come to town and Curtin Stephanie went and saw yes. them yeah. at yes. Mystic Lake? Yes, they did. Wheel of Fortune on the road. We That's have a little right. time. Let me tell you one quick question. Okay. My two good buddies from college, sorry, my two one of my best, two best friends from college, they're twins. They were on the twins edition and they were on, and they're, they were about to solve the puzzle. Yes. And it was, a, and it basically, it was a town so nice they named it twice New York, New York. That was the answer. Mm-hmm. My buddy's brother just pounds his, he hits him from the side. You can see he's like, I got it, I got it. And he goes, a tune so nice they <gasps> named it twice New York, New York. It cost them the finals. Oh, it cost no. them everything. How they were did win. they get along after that? We still, every time I see Corey, I'm him. like, hey, how's that tune going in New York? <laughs> <laughs> You uh, can see that could have gone either yeah. way. Oh, yeah. It was, it, yeah. Only had the T, so it was a little oh tough. My but. Oh, I love that. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody. It's Lori and Julia here for First Equity Mortgage. And, you know, I think I was telling you the story yesterday where the house went on the market, didn't even go on the market, was sold before it yes. went on the market for 20000 over the price on the market, plus no inspection. Somebody houses, had, they did houses have that, are going. They did have another um, mortgage piece on, I think it was GMA this morning, and uh, Vicky talked about, yes, you have to work with a local um, mortgage, bro- profession, yes. mortgage profession, professional profession. and have everything ready because the inventory is still low it and is. the buying, uh, there are people out there, so people are motivated by who's got the easiest All the ducks loan. in the Everything, is everything should be lined up. First Equity can help you. They even work Saturdays. If by happenstance you find something and you've got something, you know, in the working with them, they can get you your letter. Everyone knows them in this market. You will be in the best place possible when you work with First Equity. Keyword, David. Okay, so Jennifer Lawrence was probably, thank God for Andy Cohen, because there's (laughs) no place really for her to promote her 
adult comedy movie that opened last week and No Hard Feelings, which, which is getting pretty good pretty reviews. Good reviews for- and it just being a light-hearted kind of a movie we don't see very much anymore. It makes me want to kind of go to it. Oh, me too. Yeah, I don't Multiple know if I'll reasons. go to it in the theater, though. Like, I kinda But like- I could see, I get what you're yeah. saying, but I could really go for just a good layback Lay- comedy. Yeah. Remember when we went to go see Nicolas Cage and yes. the unbearable yes. weight of massive talent? Oh, I was so happy so about fun. it. It was just a fun, like, 90s yeah. throwback. So she know? has nowhere to promote this, because you know she would have been on all the late-night shows. She's executive producing this thing you know she showed up on gm or gma or the today show and then you know andy cohen and she is a long time self-admitted bravo fan of yes. everything bravo yes. she's talked about it in interviews and blah 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 and um her co-star in the movie no hard feelings was the bartender and here's just andy playing Plead the fifth. He had her do Shag Mary Kill with the Vanderpump cast. One other question, which she did answer, and then he asked her the question about Miley Cyrus's uh, Liam Hemsworth. Did was she have anything to do with them breaking up? Um, there was a lot of talk that the music <laughs> video. I know the audience is already. Responding. They're like, uh-huh. okay. Uh, there was already a lot of talk that the music video was referencing a secret fling that you had with Liam Hemsworth while he was with Miley Cyrus. Can you not please true. respond to this? I would love to. Not true. Total rumor. I mean, we all know me and Liam like kissed one time. Uh, it was years after they broke up. Okay. So I just assumed that was like a coincidence. Okay. Um, thank you for clearing. Are you satisfied? <laughs> <laughs> thank wow. you for clearing that up. Yeah, I'm happy it. to. Yes. Uh, okay, and it's the video flowers where Miley Cyrus wears a gold dress that's very, very similar to the dress that Jennifer Lawrence wore at the Hunger Games, Games. Yes. Premiere. Premier. I know that dress you're talking the about. The gold dress, right down to the cutout. Mm-hmm. But I do it. She and Hemsworth's kissed one time off screen it wasn't years after the couple quit had called it quits that part's not true yeah well what's the true part tell me what's true well they kissed i think when they were together and she's kind of like misremembering what she remembers about that i mean she immediately tried to deny it before he could even get to the end of the question kind of like a child does when they're caught in a yes and she goes well yeah we did kiss one time off screen but it was years after the couple called it quits well the couple have only been apart for like you know three years they called it quits like i don't know was it 2020 anyway it was just kind of i was like okay so there was a little you know chemistry that spilled off screen and she's just like uh, listen to this part too right here after she says you know this was years after they broke up and then she says this okay so i just assumed that was like a coincidence uh i think it was a little bit more than a coincidence right i think she it it just seemed it didn't seem like uh to me in in that very clip like she was like adamantly no way that's not even possible it just like she was footing around it as they say all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that way. At I least. did. So did I. So anyway, but it was like, you know, she's maybe sometimes you tell yourself the story. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman. 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Story and it becomes the truth. Oh, yeah. Happens a lot. You convince yourself, you know, because I, first of all, these two, I always think of years as being years but miley and liam they broke up in 2019 so it's only been you know not even quite four years so it's not well, she's years. married now she has a baby yeah i, mean, I know she's I know. been through a lot of you right know. it feels it's like okay. years. judgy judge over there yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Uh-huh. But it just felt like it got a little hot and she was ready for that mm-hmm. question <laughs> and then um i know uh let's talk about this one the hunger games prequel which yeah. is a the book called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Will, will Katniss be in it? Yeah, here we go. Mila T emailed, is there any truth to the rumor that you will appear in the Hunger Games prequel as Katniss's grandmother? It does take place like 49 years before the Hunger Games. Oh, because I'm 49 in Hollywood years, huh? Right. Um, <laughs> no. No, that's not happening. That's not true. Um, did you take anything from the set of the Hunger Games? I took a lot. Did you? Did I you took, really? I took a lot of what stuff. What did you take? But it also just kind of happens naturally. Yes, um, of course. Uh, this bow and arrow? Yeah. I took I <laughs> yes. took the bow and arrow. I had to practice with the bow and arrow, right. so it was mine. It was yes. in my trunk when we wrapped, so I drove home with I, it. Yes. How did um, it get in your trunk? <laughs> I don't know. Right. Um, do you have the bow and arrow? Um, I have the bow and arrow. It's just so nobody robs my house. It's not at my house. Yeah, um, okay, good. Bow and arrow, and also the boots from like every movie are just like in my shoe closet. Like right. I'll just sometimes be like, oh, that's Hunger Games stuff. Uh, put this on. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. So, you know, of course, as one does, you keep your archery equipment in the trunk of your car. <laughs> I always think of the archery well, on yeah. your way up to Lake Lake Carriott where that trolley is. There's archery Oh, they used to be right still there. They used to be yeah. at Carver Park. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right over by us. Oh, you yes. just don't see archery, it very often. Well, we took that in junior high class. You and did. I had to do archery, and I... Competitively? Well, it was our gym. It was part of yes. one of our gym pods. so fancy. <laughs> did you have a grant? Not in gym class. I had it at camp. Like, when I would go to summer oh, camp, yeah. we had Oh, yeah. My kids did it, too. But I but hurt my inside class. of my arm. I'd always tweak the inside of my oh, arm. Yeah. With, I did not like shooting an arrow. Yeah, it takes a lot of muscle. my... Wasn't my thing. And, you know, you'd think it would be your shoulder that would have helped you with that, but really, it's your forearm. I, I did not like it. Uh-uh. No. Are we going to talk about her full frontal? Well, she doesn't really talk about it. I mean, she did tell Andy, yeah, it was part of the script, and I, I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Well, she did. Because she does full frontal in, in this, this movie. In this movie, and what she said is, because she was wearing last night uh, um, a blazer you. over like a... <laughs> A Thank netting you. shirt, Thank kind you. of with it some so jewelry, pretty. but without a bra. And no. you could c- clearly see where her breasts, 
the movement in her cleavage. If you if you, if you moved you her hair to the left, you would have probably seen a full boob based on the picture I'm looking yeah. at. Yeah, right no, she really was. Yeah. And she goes, he goes, kind of, you're kind of full frontal length. She goes, I love full frontal. I love this look. Like mm-hmm. she owned it. Well, I mean, you she know, she she has to own it because she does it in the movie, and now there could be people who will go to the movie simply to see her naked, her breasts. Yeah, all right. Yeah. This guy. Yeah, there they look go. like um, <laughs> what my friend, our friend Mary Shaw, called a champagne Tate. Where oh, it, very it's, it's, it's a boob that fits right in a champagne flute. <laughs> Honest. The champagne teeth. What I learned on you. Honest to Pete. I thought you something completely Tate. different. When we come back, we have best-selling author Fiona Davis. We absolutely love her. She's got her latest book out. It comes out, I think, tomorrow. So we're so excited to talk to her. Um, we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia on my talk. Grant here for Hoffman Weber Construction. They're your hometown experts for the last 30 years when it comes to your, comes to your home exterior needs like siding, windows, roofing, doors, gutters, and even solar. Now, back in the day, Mike and the Hoffman Weber crew had a show here on Sundays for years, and now they're back hanging out here, letting me tell you all about all the great things that they can do for your home. We are in the dog days of summer right now. A lot of things going on. Sports, vacations, cabin time. Who has time to go through and plan out all of the stuff that might need to be done in your house? The crew at Hoffman Weber Construction do, and they have the time to help you out with it. And they're not going to pressure you in a one-stop High pressure sale. They're going to walk you through the process from start to finish. And you guys realize that with all the rain we had recently, there could be some severe weather coming up. And there was some severe weather last year. So your roof may need some replacement from hail damage. And there is a time limit with that with certain insurance companies. So let Hoffman Weber Construction walk you through the process, take care of all the insurance needs, and you can start out at hwconstruction.com. Oh, my gosh. Here's another edition of the Lori and Julia Book Club. We are absolutely delighted to have back one of our favorite um, authors, New York Times bestselling author, Fiona Davis. Welcome, Fiona. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we've had you on, I think, for a Magnolia Palace, the Lions of Fifth Avenue, the Masterpiece, the Chelsea Girls. <laughs> um, and your latest is so fantastic. It's called The Spectacular and, um, you know, you are a woman, an author that writes historical fiction about popular buildings or buildings around New York City, correct, Amundo? Yes, exactly. That's it. And it's so fun. So this this has such a great story how it came. But give everyone the setup for the book, The Spectacular. Sure. So it's set at Radio City Music Hall in the 1950s. And it's from the point of view of a, a rockette named Marion. And she goes against her father's wishes to become a rockette. And she gets very caught up in it, and, and it's all that backstage glamour and what's going on at Radio City at that time. But she gets caught up in this hunt for what's known as the Big Apple Bomber, who's actually based on a real bomber who was bombing all over New York in the 50s. And she gets caught up in this hunt for very personal reasons and teams up with a brilliant but introverted um, psychiatrist named Peter. And together they have to solve the mystery and go on this deadly adventure. It. It's so good. It, it, it is. <laughs> it is so Fiona. good. I mean, really. Oh my gosh. We always think every book we read of yours. Oh my gosh, she's topped herself again. But I feel like with the spectacular that you really did. And I'm curious if um, how you came to write this story to fall because I loved the idea of. I suppose it was a scandalous thing to say in the fifties. You were going to go and 
become a dancer and not get married and have children right. and or be a secretary a, or a nurse. Yeah, but even then mm-hmm. until you became a wife and a mother and then you had to set all that aside. So I'm curious how that all happened. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I talked to a number of Rockettes who mentioned that their parents didn't approve. Um, but the actual idea for doing this whole story came from a reader who reached out to me through my email, through my author website. And she said, I'm in my mid-80s, I'm a former Rockette, and I'd love to tell you about all about the secrets of Radio City Music Hall, oh. so you should call me. And oh, my you, gosh. Did you just call her right away? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I called her right away. And, and she had all of these great archival materials, like programs and schedules, and that's really helpful to really bring the, the place and time to life in a way that's very descriptive and interesting for the reader. And how I mean, did you come about the New York City Apple Bomber? Yeah, you know, I was doing research into what was going on in New York in the 50s because I love to anchor the story in something real in the mm-hmm. city. Yes. And I learned that in 56, the police were really ramping up their hunt. for. In, in real life, he was known as the Mad Bomber. And he set bombs over 16 years, 33 different places, including Grand Central, the New York Public Library, twice at Radio City. And the police just couldn't find him. And he was finally discovered by using criminal profiling for the very first time. It is, that's, that's it is wild, such yeah. a great story. You know, um, Fiona, we were had the opportunity to see the Rockettes when they did their Christmas Spectacular here probably 10 years ago. Because mm-hmm. I don't oh. think they tour anymore. And just the level of detail you provide about, you know, Marion Brooks and her being a Rockette mm-hmm. and not standing out and lifting your legs just the right thing and you have to do the right height. It, it was really, it was yeah, really, it was you could feel like you were there and in the dance line and the, the thing with the wooden soldiers. I just, it was so good. Oh, thank you. It was so much fun to do that research and to talk to Rockettes who worked there in the 40s or 50s or 60s. And you're right, just how hard it was. It took so much precision and skill and technique and discipline in order to do it. I mean, they were doing 600 kicks a day. Oh, yeah, just, and to move like they are one, it really is a specter. It is an illusion of they are all just so perfectly in sync. You're just kind of, it's it's amazing when you do see them perform. It's true. And so to try and take that and put that on the page was hard. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew I had to do it because it was, it is, it's just so unique. It's such an amazing experience. It gives you the chills when they do it. Oh, so you've seen them perform too. Yes, yeah. Oh, they're oh, yeah. so worth it, you guys. And I was reading, I'm like, they perform around the, the holidays. Right. Because I'm so, after reading this, I want to see them again so bad. <laughs> you got to come to New York. You got to go to New York. I know. The book, we are delighted. We have Fiona Davis. And in all of your books, it's just so fun to, it's called The Spectacular. When is your book birthday? Oh, it, it, the book came out June thirteenth. It did. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we really, a couple of weeks. Okay. We really appreciate your spending time with us. And Kathleen Carter is such a wonderful publicist that you yes. work with. She's she's just our favorite. And so she's thank the you. Best. She really is. Oh, thank you. At any time, love chatting with you guys. Oh gosh. All right. So, do you think, like in the in this book, um, you know, how long did it take you to research this? Because you really get into historical detail about what's going yeah, on. The t- Time. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, it took about um, three to four months of pretty intense research of going out and interviewing people and, you know, learning everything I could about the building, the time period, the city, and, and then creating the characters around that. It's so good. Yeah, well, been- and, and the psychological, you know, the, the true crime aspect of it, too, 
was really interesting. And with the character of Peter and, you know, the psychological profiling, which, you know, wouldn't have been, I mean, I take it that that was like historically accurate to the time that that wasn't really in, in existence. Exactly. And I try to explain really clearly in the author's note kind of, mm-hmm. you know, where I took some liberties and where yeah. I didn't, because really a lot of it is exactly right. They turned to this psychiatrist named James Brussel in real life, and he came up with this really accurate portrait of this person who he thought was setting the bombs Yeah. to the point where he said, when you find him, he said, he'll be wearing a double-breasted suit and it will be buttoned. That, and we won't that, give anything away. Yeah. No, we won't, but that was wild. That was just such a wild detail. Mm -hmm. Well, it was like that um, Netflix series, and I feel like it came out like maybe the year before the pandemic, Mindhunters, about the first FBI, you know, the profiling and how it was like there is something to be learned from these serial killers and these people. Like we have to take advantage of it. Right, right. And it's something that we so take for granted today. Yes. You know, all our detective shows have it. Yes. Sure. But to think that, you know, someone actually came up with it is really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I love the detail about the, and you obviously got this from Rocket, about how they, the Rockets wish each other good luck before a show. Yes, that came from um, a Rocket who danced there at 49 to 52. And when she was there, that's what they would do. They had this funny thing where they were all lined up backstage and they'd lick their finger and touch underneath the chin of the girl behind them. <laughs> and just... they'd pass that down in a chain. I mean, in COVID times, it's kind of right. Scary. But it's so sweet. <laughs> but, but back then, it's so innocent and sweet. <laughs> it's so sweet. This would be such a good movie. You would. Yes. Oh, I agree. Like yeah. a, like a ten, like an eight-part <laughs> yeah. series. It would be a good um, limited series oh. because you've got, um, you've got Marion... At, at, you know, 55 and then marrying at, at, at 19, yeah. you know, and going back and forth. I like that. Right. Yeah. So it's a, there's a few chapters of a Rockette looking back on her life. Yes. And then the, kind of the story pulls together at the end. And I agree. You know, it's a, it's a story about strong women kind of yeah. going against what's expected of them and finding independence and freedom. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. It's so good. People, you're going to want to pick this up ASAP. Um, Fiona, we are always just in awe of your writing and what you find and just uh, the spectacular. Oh. Lori thought this was, you know, she goes, I think this is the best one yet. I know. It. <laughs> I think it is. I mean, because you Thank always you. outdo yourself. You top yourself every time. I mean, we've read all of your books and I've oh. we've liked all of them. But I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was the true crime kind of piece of it. It just had a layer of even richer storytelling that was just really fun to read. Oh, well, thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you guys. Oh, gosh. We absolutely love it. Okay, so the book is The Spectacular. We have to ask you, Fiona, if you're reading, like, what's the last fabulous book that you read besides your own? You bet. Yeah, there's a wonderful book out, if you love New York City, called The Sweet Spot. And it's by Amy Popel. We read it. P-O-E-P-P. Oh, oh, my goodness. She was on our show. That was a great book. I lo- we love that book. Ah, I love it. It was such a small world. It's a wonderful book because it's, you know, New York City today. Yes. And it's this really kind of dysfunctional family and this dilapidated brownstone in the village. Just the, the setting to me and the family dynamics are brilliant. It really about today's family. Yes. Yes. 
Oh my gosh, we love that book. That's such a great pick. That's such a great pick. Uh, okay. okay, now are you going to be on your book tour for a while and enjoy things, or are you already working on your next one? Oh, a little bit of both. I'm, I'm still touring for this book, and I'm, I'm kind of deep in the, the first draft of the next one, which is set at the Met Museum, so stay oh. tuned. Ooh. Oh, fun. Oh, gosh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for writing. You keep us, and people, if you've never read Fiona Davis, every single one of your books is phenomenal, and it would just be such a treat for people. This one's a spectacular. Go buy it. Fiona, thank you for spending thank time you, with Fiona. us today. Oh, thank you. Lovely to talk to you guys. You too. We've got two copies of the book available. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. You're really going to love it. We're going to take a quick break and be right back to talk about something that Jason said on his show after he watched something. What the hell was that? Okay. (laughs) We'll be right back. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much. And we just, again, big thumbs up for Fiona Davis, the author and the spectacular. Mm -hmm. And Jen and Brooke. Joan, right? and, Joan and Brooke. Joan oh, and Brooke. Joan and Joan Brooke. Congratulations. Yeah. There are uh, Loge Book Club winners of the books today, and we'll be putting out in those Sweet. those out in the mail soon. Um, so I'm watching Jason's show this morning, and you know, doing some show prep as we as we are prone we to love, do. We love Jason's show we for do. Our show prep. We really do. Yes, yes. He always it, shows us trailers and keeps so, us up to date. On we some, appreciate yeah. you, Jason. And um, but one of the things I was I was in the other room, and they were talking about they played a Bachelor promo, Bachelorette promo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, I just heard him say. What the hell was that? Oh my gosh, that was Spencer. I laughed Spencer. So hard. Did you watch it? I tried. Julia, see, no, yesterday she was acting like she was a Bachelor Nation person, <laughs> and she's not, and we put up with it because we're like, okay, we've well, got maybe a she's contestant gonna... from Minnesota. Oh, okay. John was darling. And he was he got us he got the second kiss. Yes, he oh, did. Nice. He was darling. And we had heard about it in the building, so we're working our connections. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. He's he, a good looking young man. He yeah. gives her a fortune cookie and he says it's a little Chinese, a little American like me. You'll meet the man of your dreams tonight. His name is John. It was absolutely adorable. <laughs> But Spencer, this guy who was a a 32-year-old medical director, he was so terrified he could barely speak. And the clip that Jason showed of him, he just completely fell apart. It was 50,000 shades of awkward, yet a producer talked Charity into giving him a rose. Okay. That night in the big twist. Is, is that the, because he spent so much time in a book that he doesn't know how to have social conversations? Yeah, no, they just want to, they just like keep him, you know, they just, they always, they you're going to need someone to get rid of when the going gets yeah, a little absolutely. bit harder. You so need you someone, keep a couple of duds. The sacrificial lamb. Yes, yes there you yes, go. Exactly. <laughs> that, if I were a producer, that's what I would be counseling absolutely. my manager. 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, you know, she got a pro wrestler. He did not tell her he was a pro wrestler. She had some pretty cute intros, and the the big twist was her brother is going to be there, and he put on a party city wig and mustache and pretended to be the bartender to get intel. I kind of like that. It was I, hysterical. I really liked that. That was a unique producer approach <laughs> it was it was and he was kind of adorable he actually had a stick on mustache abc <laughs> did not have much of a budget um uh it looked absolutely full full proof it, it, that's the best part is the guys had no clue for no the most clue. part you know no clue yeah. no clue but anyway 
it was it was kind of funny and it was good. I like charity. I do too. I, I like charity. Too. You know. And Jesse Palmer had to explain why they had a pergola out front. It was <laughs> pouring rain during the filming of The Bachelor. And um, anyway, so uh, I liked it. Good. Yeah, I thought it was entertaining. And the John guy from Minnesota. Minnesota. Well, the, he said it's on his New, New York. York New York, now. data and, scientist. That's where he lives. And but you he went to Minnetonka High School. And yeah. you have to admit, if you're going to be on one of these shows... You want to get, I mean, if you can get away with saying, because you live there, New York. New York's going to give you a little bit of a higher profile, a little more of an exposure. Yeah, especially if she lives there. Well, they, everyone has to say where they're living. Because oh, remember, go. that comes into play. Yes, when you they know, go to the visit. Like, remember when the farmer, the farmer guy, and he lived like in Indiana? No, he lived in Iowa. Or wherever. And then he hit a guy in the tractor yeah. and never got... Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, for oh, me, yes. if I were a bachelor, I would be like, I am not moving to Iowa. She I'm was out. from Chicago when he yeah, lived in Iowa. Right, right. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was a that's a tricky thing. So I would take the bigger city closer to the bachelor. Yeah. Yes. Um, I watched with Casey. We just wanted to watch one show, just a standalone show. And he's like, let's watch Black Mirror, the first episode oh, of this new it. season. Oh, Lily wants to do it. And I it just was keep, good. Oh, it's just sometimes it's too like. I see, know. I, okay, I, here's the premise. Here's the premise. Okay, it's, it, yes. it's season six. I haven't watched it since season one when Casey and I watched the first three the first, episodes. I only made it through the very first one with the pigs. And I thought I can never yeah. do right? anything that uncomfortable ever again. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. Ever. So the first episode is titled Joan is Awful and it stars Annie Murphy who plays brilliantly the sister on S Creek. Uh-huh. You know, oh, okay. She's, oh, she's so thought, good yeah. in it. But she's basically awesome. the premise, I thought it had Sama Hayek. Sama Hayek is okay. in it. But it's basically Streamberry is the Netflix and all of a sudden Joan who's an HR person She's watching a show with her boyfriend, and the title of the show, because I've heard about this, Joan is Awful, and it's a woman with her distinctive hairdo, played by Selma Hayek, and her whole day that she just had is being shown on the show. Her firing somebody, her talking about her vanilla boyfriend and how boring he is. I started watching this. And Mm -hmm. it's like uh, she goes to a lawyer and you, oh, you've agreed to the terms of Streamberry, your life, which they can tape or they know from your phone, is now fodder. Because that's what Black Mirror does is take the dystopian mirror and switch it back yes. and say, how would modern technology? Ugh. So her whole life and now Selma Hayek is playing her in her story. Oh, OK. And she yeah. decides to take control of her story Goes and does something really terrible. Okay. And Selma Hayek has to act it out in the show. And now to get Selma Hayek to not want to have to do it's very okay. It's very good. Lily was pushing it last night, and I was like, I was so uncomfortable. The thing is, it's just a standalone one is is done kind of thing. They all are, yeah. but I'm just saying the whole yeah. uh, AI yeah. conversation we've been having. Our phones are listening to us. Oh. This is just like taking this and the truth. It's really <laughs> opening your quite eyes. Good. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to try it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 It. It was. It was. And Selma Hayek seems like she had fun playing that role. Annie Murphy is an absolutely terrific actor. She's so good. 
Black Mirror is not a show you can binge. No. Because oh. the, and I think that was the <laughs> mistake that uh, Casey and I tried after we, that first season dropped. We tried watching. I think I tried the second one too. I just, and then we were just like, it's all too disturbing. It, you have to breathe deep. Yeah. You have to take your pulse. You have to. But we haven't watched it since then. Yeah, have I. Yeah, I just, we watched it. I was surprised it. It was kind of good. Right, it was good. a good uh, episode. All right. And Wonderful. we just didn't feel like starting a new show. And yeah. there's really kind of not a lot on right now. Like we're watching Silo and mm-hmm. kind of forgot about High Desert. Did you I get, did too. Yeah. Have you Yellow Jackets? Have you gotten through that? Oh, no, I, I, I can't go back. I it's, haven't finished okay. it. I, that doesn't Grant? surprise me that you haven't finished it, you guys. I had to push through it. I yeah. really did. It's not one like last year. Remember, we couldn't stop. Yeah, I know. You oh, couldn't yeah. stop with that one. Nancy Drew is back, so I have like a dozen Nancy <laughs> Drews on the CW. <laughs> okay, okay. To just like enjoy when I have some spare time. Yeah, you know, but anyway. Um, and then people are yelling at Netflix that they're re-releasing Titanic. Get over yourselves, everyone. I mean, I you watched know. Grant already went and watched it. And <laughs> that was the first thing I did last Greedy weekend. Greedy conglomerates are going to do what greedy conglomerates do. And it just rose, It no pun intended, it rose the intrigue in my head. And I was like, God, that was a story. And I want to see, because they did such good underwater footage of the yeah. Titanic in that movie. I was like, right. well, let's go watch it. So I, I watched it. I don't think it was bad that I watched it. I don't think it's bad that Netflix is putting it out. But, I don't either, for yeah. heaven's sake. People are up I mean, Celine it. Dion, My Heart Will Go On, had <sighs> record streams last week. Oh, that song. I know. Good Lord. I'm very... I'm. And the show we need to try is... Um, the show we need to try. I tried a new one I'm last night. Is it the I'm a Virgo one? I'm a Virgo with Gerald Jerome. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's I heard the you guys show. talking about that in the double wide. What's, yeah. I'm a Virgo on Amazon. That is the show. Um, it's a seven episode comedy that's a whimsical allegory and part superhero origin story. Oh. Featuring an endearingly innocent Gerald Jerome, who is yeah. in Ava DuVernay when they see us. He plays a 13-foot-tall black teen making his way through a world that isn't ready for either of his identities. I'm all in, 100% yes. of Rotten Tomatoes. This sounds awesome. Yeah, it does. So this oh. is the show we got to try. Oh, my God. I okay. love it. Thank all you. right, there we go. We'll be back.